It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. Happy International Women's Day to you. And the same to you. But let's talk about those markets. How are they doing? Let's do that. Uh, markets are holding up a lot better today. We're seeing some green on the screen, um, uh, especially uh, in Canada here. Um, obviously, we, are, we got a report from the Bank of Canada keeping uh, rates steady this morning. Uh, they left the benchmark rate at 4.5%. That's the first pause since March 2022. Uh, and that's really important. They're one of the first central banks in the world to pause on increasing interest rates. And so, you know, they did say that they're not ruling out future rate hikes if the economy um, holds up better or if inflation is kind of stickier than than previously thought. Um, but they're pretty bullish that inflation is going to be lower. They're talking 3% by mid-year. Uh, there was also some positives uh, from, um, from the meeting. Uh, the labor market remains really strong. Well, economic growth appears to have somewhat stalled. And what we've seen is that uh, the unemployment rate here in Canada is still just around 5%, uh, which is obviously historically very low. Um, and as you know, we're talking about inflation is still high on a year over year basis, but has come down to 5.9% in Canada. I mean, at one point it was, uh, just at 8%. So, so we are seeing improvement in inflation, although a lot of us aren't feeling it, especially for food. I mean, food is where inflation has been, uh, much more persistent as well as shelter. And you know what they're saying with inflation. I mean, a lot of this has to do with oil prices going down. I mean, when the war first hit, we all saw oil prices spike, and that was a big part of that inflation. And then we saw, of course, supply chain issues uh, due to, you know, well, lots of different reasons, but partly because of China uh, and their zero COVID policy. So things are, are getting a little better out there, I would say. Uh, and the economy is not looking that much worse. And that would be considered somewhat of a soft landing, hopefully, this year. Uh, and that's what we're all waiting for. I have to say, that sounds a quite a bit remarkable there, Lori. <laughs> the fact that they're <laughs> thinking it could be, what, 3% by the middle of the year just feels like it's been a never-ending parade of these huge inflation headlines. Yeah, you know, when I think about that, you know, we're close to 6% right now. That means inflation could be half of what it is today. I mean, that's a pretty big statement for mid-year. I mean, we're already in March here, you know what I mean? And so I agree with you. I, I don't know that we're going to see 3% by mid-year unless something significant were to happen. Uh, and again, we're obviously following the, the housing market still very closely in terms of real estate and prices and, and seeing where that goes as well over the coming months uh, and quarters, really, because real estate it takes a lot longer to move, um, uh, to move lower. And uh, what we're going to be seeing in the coming months is going to be interesting. And I think that's really going to kind of direct where the Canadian economy is going to go from here. And of course, Canadians have a lot of debt, as we've talked about. So uh, this pause in interest rates is going to be welcomed by many, uh, but we are not seeing rates move lower yet to me either. So we're not, uh, yeah. not out of this situation. All right. It's amazing how excited we can get about a pause. Right. Oh, I, I would be so excited about a pause in the States as well. So okay. that, that's the next thing, you know, I mean, for us as Canadians, it's really important what the Bank of Canada does. But in terms of markets and for portfolios and for clients, what's important is what happens down south. And Jerome Powell spoke yesterday and it seems every time the guy speaks, the stock market goes down. Um, and that's what we saw yesterday, because what he's saying is that uh, they're not done with their interest rate increases. And in fact, uh, could move a slightly higher 
higher than initially expected. What we are expecting uh, is two to three more meetings, uh, two to three more uh, rate hikes. And uh, the expectation was uh, for the next meeting, just a quarter point. And now there's an 80% probability of that being half a point. And so markets didn't like that. But again, in my view, we're still two to three meetings out from being uh, at the end of this rate height, rate hike tightening cycle. So, so that's what the market's looking for. And that's what we need to see. And it's all, a lot of it's depend on the economic data coming out, especially the jobs numbers. Um, and we did see job openings in the U.S. decrease in January by just over 400,000. And that was more than market expectations. So again, we're so on top of all the data coming out yeah. uh, because that's what's going to sway uh, sway the Fed down in the U.S. Okay, so more to come on that. But you mentioned it's International Women's Day. And I am curious about this, about uh, how is it different investing for women, would you say? Yeah, you know, women are are unique, and I mean, they face um, some challenges. Uh, you know, when you take a look at sometimes, you know, when you look at their pensions, or that women took time off of work to raise children. Um, you look at uh, when I'm looking at women's uh, RSPs, a lot of the times. Uh, they've been lower than their husbands just because of the amount they were able to contribute. And a lot of that kind of, when I think about it, goes back to, you know, those years that they took off to raise children. And uh, do I think that's totally fair? No, I don't. Um, but we have to take a look at, um, you know, how women are investing today, uh, how they've taken charge of their finances, which is really impressive. A lot of the time, uh, the woman is now the decision maker um, in the relationship uh, in terms of the portfolio. And for me, it's always important whether she is or she isn't, um, you know, in terms of making the decisions on the portfolios or uh, following the markets that she's involved in those meetings. Because uh, education is key for all of us, um, male or female, understanding markets and what's going on out there. And and I think, um, again, when we're looking at retirement planning for women, that is different because women generally live longer than men. Uh, life expectancy for women is, is 84 and men it's 80, but I've got so many clients that are much older than that and often talk about OMA. Am I almost turning 103 this year? So amazing. I believe- That's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I, I believe in longevity. That's for sure. Um, so again, we always, when we're doing a retirement plan, taking it out longer uh, than than maybe most because of that. And and also women, um, uh, unfortunately, tend to lose their husbands first, right? And that also changes your retirement or how things uh, are going to affect you, how much money you're going to need. So we have to take that all into account uh, when dealing with, with a couple, but also dealing with women in general. Um, divorce later on in life is another one uh, that can happen. And, and so we have to think about that. How does that affect their well-being uh, going forward? And a lot of people think that women are, are more conservative than men. I actually don't think that. I think that they just want more transparency. They want their financial advisor to tell them, this is what we're doing. This is how we do it. Uh, you know, this is, you know, what you hold initially. Uh, and then they let you run with it. But they do often have more questions, I would say. They feel better communicating and asking those questions, um, which I like. You know, I, I like to have that conversation. I think that's important. And women nowadays are, are much more involved in, in the decision making, as I was saying, you know. 
it's really important for a, you know a couple to kind of divide and conquer if they have to. And um, you know one focuses on one uh, side of things and the other focuses on the other. And so it's encouraging to see how far women have come, even in you know m- my time in the industry. And I started in 2001, so going uh, you know 22 years plus. Uh, I feel that women are taking much more charge of the family finances and they do want to be involved in these meetings and talk about markets and and understand if they don't and again it's so important that your advisor is talking to you in a language that you understand and uh, so you want to make sure you're with the right team as well that's so nice so that you've seen that difference like you've noticed that there's way more women actively investing on their own Yes, 100%. And uh, I've also noticed just in my industry how far it's come. I mean, when I first uh, started as a financial advisor in 2001, there was maybe five women out of 500 financial advisors. Uh, And now that number has moved on up. So, you know, I know that my firm and and others are really encouraging females to to get into the industry. Uh, I enjoy mentoring uh, the women on my team and, and again, celebrating International Women's Day with so many great women around me. Oh, Lori, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thanks, Simi. Have a great week. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team at 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.